Good day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pro Talk. As you know, I'm Scott Medeiros, the Executive Vice President of ProManage Corporate Solutions, and as usual, I'll be joined today by one of our colleagues to discuss the latest ProVantage news. On the last episode, if you were able to listen to it, we were joined by Heather Whitley, who is our benefits specialist, and we discussed the in and outs of benefits. If you missed that discussion, please head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and give it a listen. And please don't forget to follow us and leave a review. That's very important information uh, for us. Also, I'd like to remind everyone of our Word of the Month contest. You know, that's something that we've been doing since the podcast series started. And there is a Word of the Month that will be inserted somewhere along in this particular podcast. And once you have that Word of the Month, you can submit it uh, through the Pro Daily and have the opportunity to win some ProVantage swag. So be listening for the word of the month somewhere in this particular podcast. But now it's time for the show. Today we are joined by the one and only Mr. Jeff Warner. So Jeff is our operations manager, and Jeff is going to have some great insights on our lead candidate program. But the first question I really want to ask Jeff is this. First of all, Welcome, Jeff, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here today. Yes, Jeff, you're you're one of the few individuals here in the, in the company that you know has kind of grown with the company. So, if you could give our listeners a feel of when you joined ProVantage and and what you've done since since that time. Uh, so, I joined ProVantage in twenty. It's been four years. So, June of twenty seventeen is when I joined. Okay. Um, since joining ProVantage, I have been a project manager in Walmart, Lowe's, Menards, BJ's, Harbor Freight and Tools, PetSmart, Petco, Joanne Fabrics, Target, Tractor Supply Company. Just a few clients. Just, Just a few clients. Yes. And if I remember correctly, you initially joined us as a field manager that made the promotion to a project manager? Yeah, I came over as a field manager, or I was originally hired as a field manager, and then quickly was promoted to the project manager. Um, so prior to ProVantage, I had been a project manager for another retailer for 18 years. Okay. And so you went from field manager to project manager, and now to operations manager. That is correct. And you now head up, along with uh, Mike Bryant, the new candidate program. So tell us a little bit about what the new candidate program is. So the new candidate program was set up um, because previously the company had tried several different ways of trying to engage and move forward with uh, future leadership. Yes. Um, we tried and it had been unsuccessful because we tried to use the, the FMs and the PMs and with all the work that they're doing, it, just became a added thing that they were unable to do successfully. Um, so the company in July of 2020 yes. decided to go ahead and create the client services department and moved Mike and myself into those roles and created the lead candidate program. So really to bring more focus on the development of leads. And actually have someone, yes, in the office that was focused on those LITs, which are the leads in training, and the NLCs, which are the new lead candidates. Right. So I think, thanks for designating those two types of roles, because I think we hear those often in the field. We talk about LITs and NLCs, and, and sometimes we don't realize that there really are two individual roles within 
the lead candidate program. Can you tell us about what the difference is between an LIT, a lead in training, and a new lead candidate or NLC? Sure, the NLC is the designation given to an individual that is coming from outside the company that has been interviewed through recruiting, has been looked at the resume, and has been determined that they have a little bit more higher skill sets and some more supervisor knowledge. So therefore, they've been passed along to me. Um, I do an interview with them and then work on getting them hired as an NLC. So they're coming in already with a skill set that should easily transition into a leadership role within the company. And then you have the LIT, which is an individual that comes into the company as a general laborer. They are then, you know, they show their, their knowledge and their skills and an FM or a PM then identifies them as an upcoming lead and then they are moved into that lead and training role. So you have one that's sort of almost hired into a fast track and one kind of develops up through the ranks. That is correct. Like. Yep. Now, I think the way that you describe that gives me the, the impression that we don't hire leads. I mean, the only thing that we really hire potentially is a new lead candidate in MLC who has to truly prove themselves that they have the qualities and the standards necessary to be designated the lead here within ProBanch. Did I get that right? Yep. So everyone that's coming into the company is coming in as an NLC or a laborer, and then they have to work their way up into that lead role. Right. We have a certain set of criterias and for them to move through the company that way. Perfect. And so you mentioned criteria. So here we have, let's just go with an internal candidate. So we've got a field rep that's out there. And they want to grow with the company. They want to obviously put a couple more coins in their pocket as well because we know compensation is important. But they, they truly want to grow with the company. They want to make retail service operations their career, and they want to progress. So how would a field rep, sort of the lowest of our positions in our, in our hierarchy, how would they be identified or what qualifications must they exhibit in order to be considered for that leading candidate next step? So for a field rep to move up, so in the on the webpage on the resources, we have listed the ProVantage Field Personnel Promotion Standards. Okay. And so in that document is the requirements for the lead in training and what we're looking for. So there are five main items that we're looking for. So we're looking for 30 days of continuous employment with ProVantage. We're looking for an average rate of 3.5 during that time period. We're looking for zero no-call, no-shows, zero money owed, and zero disciplinary PDRs. PDRs, right. So right, disciplinary reports. And then the, the last thing, which is probably the most important, is secure the endorsement for promotion for lead and training from the supervisor or lead that you currently are working under and the FM and or PM of that current job. All right, Make, makes perfect sense. So if I'm a field rep, and I believe I hit all of those requirements. I went out to the website, I checked it, and I said, yeah, I, I checked off all those boxes. That alone is not enough. You've got to actually secure that endorsement, like you said, from a field manager, from a project manager. So it's important for that field rep who feels that they're ready for that next step to let their lead, their project manager, their field manager know so that, again, that they can look into it, assess their qualifications, and get them nominated for the program. Right, and a really good indication is the grades because that is the lead's 
interpretation of yes. how the candidate has been doing over those four weeks because they're grading on a weekly scale. Yes. And also, if, if someone believes that they're qualified and then they try to secure the endorsement and you know that particular individual, whether it's the lead looking at the grades and the performance or whether it's the field manager or the project manager, if they think they're not ready, that is not the end of the road. It's simply they should provide some feedback and continue to progress in order to qualify for nomination. Yeah, and actually that's part of what um, we're doing at the client services. Okay. Um, I actually am tracking um, any potential candidate that comes across. Oh. So anyone that is, any way, anytime a name comes up, whether it's coming directly from that employee or an FM or a PM or any way, shape, or form, I'm actually tracking those potentials so that we can give them that the, the advice, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then then I'm have it as a follow-up. So I'm following up. Right. So our employees can feel confident that provided they're out there doing a good job, they're showing up for their shifts, they're doing well, they're getting good grades. They haven't received any PDRs, they're accepting their assignments, they're doing all those things. So not only can they you know, show interest, but others are kind of watching and looking for what we used to call the spark, those individuals who are showing a little bit of extra initiative, and that will then uh, prompt you or the client services organization to consider that individual for advancement into the, the lead development program. Perfect. Great. Now, from an NLC perspective, now we talked about that recruiting process, and now we're hiring someone on a, almost a fast track towards a lead. What are the qualifications for an NLC? So an NLC is coming from outside the company. So what I'm really looking for is someone that has retail experience, that has done merchandising, has okay. done uh, heavy steel work. So what I'm looking for from outside is I'm looking for someone that has supervisor experience, that has led several members, mm -hmm. and has retail experience. All right, so someone who's done this before. Yep, that's kind of what we're looking for, right? And just because they say they've done it before, you know, if they're able to convince both our recruiting team and you, because I believe you're involved in that interview process as well. Correct. Right, so if they've at least talked the good game, we're now gonna bring them in the program and have them actually show that they can demonstrate that they have those skill sets before we open up the team. Right, someone coming from outside the company is a little different than someone that's inside the company, right? So they're coming from outside the company, so they may not have traveled for a while, they may have, don't know all our policies and procedures, so their, their growth is a little different than someone that's from inside the company. Not only that, but the first time that they're traveling, they don't have the per diem card, sure. So we have to set up a hotel room with them, and then we also have to make sure that they're with a you know an existing lead that's able to work with them and make sure that they get the policies and procedures that they're looking for. All right, that makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. So, you know, with that, the fact that you know we're qualifying these individuals either from their own experience going through the ranks or you know going through the interview process for an NLC. Now, tell me more about the path to a lead. Just because you become an, an, an LIT or an NLC and you go through now a training program. So what are they going to learn or what are we going to try to instill in them during this training program? Sure. So regardless of whether they're coming in LIT or NLC, at that point they then become a lead candidate mm -hmm. and I'm treating them the same, right? So there is a seven-week process, right? So five weeks they're going to go through the policies, procedures, they're going to get their hands-on work. Once they become a candidate, 
then they are going to get accustomed to the travel and the work required. They're going to go over the policies. They're going to go through the procedures. They're going to learn their, the crux of app management. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, they're going to you know get their hands dirty. They're going to make sure that they can run a ship, run a team, and we're going to watch them. Um, some learn at a different rate than others, um, but that's where the FMs, the PMs, and the training trackers kind of come into play to make sure that they're all progressing and moving forward. Well, I think they're progressing and moving forward. I think, because you mentioned it more so on the NLC, we may have leads from prior companies, prior our competitors, but we have our way of doing things instead of ProVantage. So part of the lead development program is ensuring that we're getting that standardization with our leads so that our teams are doing things in a very similar fashion. So when a field rep goes from a Walmart team and moves over to a Lowe's team, the way in which we do things, our shift meetings, our policies, our procedures should be consistent. But unless we educate people on that, you run the risk of getting sort of different versions of how to get things done. So part, I would assume part of the the new lead candidate or the lead candidate program is to drive standardization. Correct. That's the main goal. Great. How does the assistant lead position come into this equation? So as we're progressing, obviously some that may come from outside or inside may develop quickly and may go directly into that lead role and lead a team. And then others may take a little bit more time to gain experience and knowledge and, you know, have the confidence to then go into that lead role. So that's when the assistant role comes in. Um, It's a really important role because there's lots of, you know, the lead on a job site is doing a lot of different things and they need that assistant, someone that can actually do some of the app management for them, someone that can take small, smaller teams and, you know, work with those smaller teams and and divide the large team down. Um, So the assistant role is a really important role. So moving them into that role and having them develop and get a little bit more experience is the right way to go with a lot of people. Yeah, it's a great way to get that that on-the-job experience. Like you said, you, you might be able to go through the training program and learn all the policies and procedures. But now you still need some time implementing those policy procedures in a real team environment, dealing with real issues, whether from the employees or from clients. And that guess that assistant lead position gives you that opportunity. So if you are a field rep, the kind of natural progression would be field rep to LIT. And then based on your success in the lead development program, perhaps promotions directly to lead or promotion to assistant lead with, again, further time and experience with a promotion to lead. That would kind of be the path for a field rep. So we do have one other step that's in the middle of that. So, okay. So typically, we go the LIT NLC would be the lead candidate. Mm-hmm. And from there, what we'll do is, after they've done the, the five weeks of policies, procedures, then what we'll do is we'll move them into a leadership role where they're actually leading a small team. We put them into a provisional role, okay. like a supervisor NLC or a lead NLC, mm-hmm. where my team is still tracking them and still keeping keeping up with the information so that we can make sure that they are executing the way that we want them to execute. So okay. we'll stay in that provisional role for maybe two to three weeks getting a, a trial and error type thing, making sure that they can handle it, 
and from there, then they will go into that assistant lead or lead role. Oh, okay, I got it. So you're a field rep, you do good things, you meet the qualifications, you become an LIT, you get some training, you get placed in a provisional role where you now can demonstrate your knowledge and training, and based on that, you either branch into an assistant lead with the potential of fleeting up into a lead or directly into a lead position. Correct. Okay, great. Now, once they become a lead, is that it? Is that the end of the road? No, it's not. So, first of all, the lead is probably the, one of the most important positions that we have in the company. Okay. Um, none of the work can be done without a lead on site. Right. Can't, can't put a team together without a lead. I mean, and a job site doesn't, doesn't work without that lead in position. But you can progress beyond that lead role. So if you feel that you want to go into that field manager role, that's the next logical step. And then from there, it's to the PM role. And also, my understanding is that we have almost different quality of leads, right? If you come in and you have a certain set of requisite skills, you've earned that right to be a lead. But as you spend more and more time with as a lead and you get more and more experience with our clients, you're still acquiring a lot more skill sets. If you started as a lead, for example, on a Walmart, you may have good merchandise experience, you may have good gondola building experience, but then if you get now moved over into a Lowe's or a Harbor Freight, you're now learning steel building and perhaps cantilever moves, and that lead is, is much more versatile with those additional skills. And so we also progress individuals up through the lead position as well, and it's usually through compensation more than titles. Is that correct? Hey folks, it's time for Word of the Month. Uh, Jeff, please pick a word. Training. There you have it. Training is the Word of the Month. Please check the Pro Daily for our survey to submit the word and enter for a chance to win some ProVantage gear. Finally, a special congratulations to the winners of last episode's Word of the Month. Sherry Lay, Dario Malave, and David McElroy. Thank you for participating. Correct. Um, and then there's another part that um, the, the progression with the lead is that you know when you're coming from a Walmart where every day they're giving you the task list of what needs to be accomplished yes. for the day. Yes. Um, and then when you move over to some of the other clients, they're giving you a before and after print, and you that have to come up with how do I get from the before yes. to the after, and it's not on a daily, it's a weekly or a monthly basis that you have to make sure that you're constantly moving forward on that on that plan that you've come up with. Yep, that, very, very important. Yeah, that phase planning is a tough skill, it really is. It takes a lot of uh, experience and knowledge to be able to go from that before to after print. Yeah, and then they, you throw in the supply, you know, well, this piece isn't here. Exactly, you know, yes. You've got so to yeah. gotta keep moving forward. Yeah, absolutely correct. So finally, what advice would you offer someone who wants to become a lead? So if you're looking to become a lead, my advice to you would be attendance, right? you got to show up. You've got to be there. Attitude, you've got to have that positive attitude, right? And be willing to do whatever the lead or the, the assistant lead is asking you to do. And then the last one is effort. you got to put in the effort. You've got you to do it. you got to do the work. You've definitely got to do the work. Previous podcast, we had Houston Holly here. He has an acronym, ACE, Attitude, uh, Commitment, and Effort. I think I'm going to put three letters in there. 
and it's uh, for concentration and effort one and two. But same thing here, right? You got to show, you got to have attendance. Yep. Like you said, you got to come up, you got to be there, got to do a good job, and then you know, be that good team player. They always say that good leaders are also good followers. Knowing when to follow is just as important as knowing when to lead. And anyone, especially in our organization, leads aren't just clipboard carriers. We expect our leads to demonstrate the skills as well, to, to lend a hand, to build, to merchandise. That's part of the training. It keeps their skills fresh. And also it sets the right example. It models the way for our employees as well. So a lead is not just a supervisor. A lead is actually a, a doer as well. And I think a lot of our uh, individuals who are considering becoming leads have to understand that. Yep. Right. Fantastic. So, Jeff, great information. We perhaps spent longer in this podcast talking about the progression to lead, because I think it's an important uh, development activity for all of our employees to understand that you can have a career inside of ProVantage. You did it when you went from field manager to project manager to operations manager, and our field reps can do the same thing and grow all the way up to becoming a lead. And then, like you said, maybe they branch off into the corporate environment and become that FM. I know that we have Dylan Went, for example, who's gone up through the lower levels and is now a project manager and made that transition from being a field employee to one of our office or corporate employees. So very, very important. So thank you, Jeff. So one final question for you is that they want more detail. Where do they go? Where do they find the checklist? So where do they find the criteria? So the criteria is in the resources webpage. It's under employee information and under general information. Or you can talk to your FM PM or reach out to me. All right, fantastic, fantastic. When you say that, that's the resource section of Cruxos, correct? Resource section of the web page, Cruxos. Cruxos web page, fantastic. Well, I appreciate it, Jeff. I hope you've enjoyed your time on ProTalk. Uh, before we wrap up the show, I want to remind everyone to, to check the Pro Daily so that you can ask any questions, you can send us any shout outs, and of course, submit the word of the month. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you have any questions regarding the new lead candidate program or the lead development program, you can contact Jeff and also check that resource area. So thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on ProTalk.